Jeremy, you should get me more beer. <laughs> uh, is it all the way upstairs? Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of We Need to Talk About Horror, presented by DestroyTheBrain.com. I'm Andy Treffenbach. Patrick Courtcamp. Joshua Lightfoot. Ren Maddox. Yana Calafrath. Back from the Dead, Jeremy Jones. And Niles Maddox. And on episode 54, today's episode, we will be talking about Graduation Day. The class of 1981 doesn't graduate, or do they? Some do, nope. some, some don't. don't. They wear the hats. <laughs> they do wear the hats anyway. <laughs> like for two days. I thought you would be proud you gotta of me. You got to move the whole like tassel to the side. Because this is a vinegar fun. syndrome release, so I'm just whittling away. Right? <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing good. You're doing good. It's a marathon, not a sprint, as vinegar syndrome actually said at Whorehound. Ha ha. Okay, he's not even responding to no, me. No, let's he's... talk about that. Horror Hound. Well, How was that? Hold on. Let's get over our housekeeping first, bud. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Destroy the Brain. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain. Or on our podcast exclusive group. I don't know how to word this fucking thing. Facebook.com slash group slash We Need to Talk About Horror. Okay, now we can talk about Horror Hound. So, now's... Ren and I went to Whorehound in Indianapolis. We only went in for a day, which was fine. Oh, absolutely fine. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Why are you grinning? Because I embarrassed you guys enough for a whole weekend. What'd Ooh, you, really? Yeah. What did you, you do, That's Ren? what we want to hear about. Yeah. What do you mean, Ren? So I am Just young, whip, naive. Whip. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so there was an individual who was well-known within horror who had a booth right inside the uh, the mask area, I suppose you would call it. And he was just running amok oh. all day. And who was that character? You're, you're talking about that embarrassment. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the elevator. Oh, there were a lot. <laughs> it was all day. It this was wonderful. The, Rin had a great yeah, day. Yeah, this oh, is the my first God. one. The did. first Ooh. big one. And who was that Wait person? It was Tom Savini. Oh, well, and that's fine. You didn't and, tell me and, that. And what'd you do? Oh. Uh, we were standing there shopping, and then I saw him, and I just said, oh, hey, Tom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he looked furious and confused, you and know. it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Because no. I was not sober, so it was just fun. He, like, kind of, Jesus. like, scowled and, like, scuttled away. Um, so that felt good because he's not notoriously friendly. No. It's okay. He's, he's right. no, he's a dick. kill him with kindness. <laughs> I hear mixed. That, yeah, I've never had people anyway. Benny Hoosiers. You want to talk Straight about? Up dick. Uh, you want to talk about Joseph Whip? You Whip. mean you mean Santa? Yeah, because he totally looked like Santa. So we're walking back to the hotel and we get in the in the elevator. A uh, prior. And I'm holding these big fucking Ghoulsville retro go go like uh, the vacuum form mask. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. as big as like two Bigfoot pizza boxes from Pizza Hut. And I can't really see. But I know <laughs> we're in the elevator with Joseph Whip. I don't know why I keep saying Whip, but I do. Uh, and I know it's him. I'm not going to bother him. He had a long day. I could tell he's tired. And Rin's like, oh, are you here for the convention? Am I supposed to know who that is? <laughs> okay, so Thank the you. Yeah. Thank you. The sheriff, the sheriff from Scream. From Scream. Oh, okay. he looks like de- Santa, the deputy from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, yeah, it was funny because I didn't look. 
I'll be honest. It was one of those situations that you like, that's pretty, pretty great. Oh, fuck off with that. So uh, no, let me talk. Yeah, okay? you talk. So the idea is, you get into an elevator. I don't make eye contact with anyone, especially if I've been drinking all day. I just <laughs> head down, and it's funny because she made this you comment. Say drinking? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> she made this comment, and I just it felt weird because when I looked at him, I was like, oh, I think he's like, oh, I, th- I think he was one of the guests. Oh shit! And I couldn't come up with who it was because I could tell that he had like his handler with him, and then it was him, or or it might have been his wife. I don't know. That was his wife. It was, was totally it? his wife. Okay. That was totally Anyways, his wife. So she was pissed. How was we, cause? how this all happened is we get out of this elevator, and I'm like being silly, and my wife ran over here, decides to yell at me for dragging my feet, and <laughs> <laughs> Mister Whip, 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 Whip. With two peas. With two peas. Decides to go, ah, sounds like my wife. <laughs> oh. And it's just like, yeah. But it was oh. funny because, like, I knew who he was, and I think Niles knew who he was. Right? I or mean, no? after you told me. Oh, okay. So so I was the only one. And it was just us uh, five in the elevator, and, like... Rins just be nice. She's like, "Oh, are you here for the convention?" He's like, "Yeah," and he was gonna leave it at that. But then his wife or his handler or whoever his wife fuck, because she was pissed. <laughs> she's oh, like, "I did not know who he, he was." He was signing all day, and had we gone and been able to fit into <laughs> the screen panel, which was packed to the fucking brim. Yeah, it, it was basically we the, would have known this. Yeah, the yeah. entire inside of that building was the line for that fucking room. But yeah, it was pretty funny. But. <laughs> Just like, oh, he's been signing all day. <laughs> Sorry that I'm being friendly. <laughs> but yeah, we had a good time. We got to hang out with my buddy James and uh, local people that we hang out with out of town. David, David. was there. Hello, yeah. David. Hello, David. And if Matthew. You listen. Matthew, and Matthew. Thank, thank you for my Matthew. puzzle. Matthew. Matt. Oh, Matt. Matt. And Josh. <laughs> what? He gave me a puzzle. Uh, yeah, uh, she's going to, well... Yeah. We shouldn't say it. We don't want to jinx it. No, don't. Okay, all right. But I'm pretty far on my puzzle. <laughs> wow. I like how you're happy breathing. Yeah. Just like the spinel does. Told <laughs> <laughs> you not to go out tonight. I mean, I'll just say her goal originally was to start from the bulge of the maniac poster. I found poster. it. Yeah, she's very happy about that. Um, but then she realized she should probably do the border first. Because, yeah. I tried to do the border first. It's not a feasible plan. So anyway, we had a really good time at Horror Hound. Uh, we knew people on Instagram, but we never ran into them. Maybe next time. Womp right, Ren? Sad. I mean, we spent most... Uh, we were there one day the entire time we spent, like, looking at how much money we had and how much we were willing to spend yeah. on things. That was most of the day was shopping and then getting our pictures taken towards the end of the day with uh, some really cool co- cosplayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you talking about Robocop because he was phenomenal? Yeah. Well, you didn't post that on the on the gram, right? Uh, it was on our stories. So okay. The okay. real followers will have seen yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I saw it. Yeah. So uh, some of the pictures are on our Instagram. So again, follow us at Destroy the Brain. Um, but yeah, it was a lo- it was a lot of fun. I had a good time. I spent $60 to sit in Christine and take pictures. So there's that. Um, he had a full erection the um, entire I, time. Yeah. I fulfilled my dream of meeting Barbara Steele. So. 
I mean, you spent it well because you were yeah. a happy boy. You were so happy. It was a decade long saga, which and I'm not going to get into. Her in bed saga. Too. What? What? Oh. what? Christine. Oh, Christine, not Barbara Steele. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what special show? But yeah, it was a good time. Um, and we're going to repeat it at Texas Frightmare next May. Yes, sir. But we're going to do the full weekend. So if anybody's going to be at Texas Frightmare, post in our uh, Facebook group. Yeah. Well, we might have things to give. Hopefully. Oh, well, yeah. I got plenty Probably of time. Not. Fuck High you. Fives. I got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right. High fives and hugs. Let's go ahead and get into what we've been watching. Patrick, what have you been watching? I have been watching. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I watched a... Uh, Remember watched... that time when we recorded a podcast <laughs> at 8 o'clock at night? Oh, no. I watched Shadow of the Vampire, oh. which is a movie I really like, and it was the first time I watched it in a long time. How'd you watch it? And I've watched it on DVD. Oh, on I don't, DVD. I don't think it has a Blu-ray It doesn't have a Blu-ray. Release, which it pisses kinda, me off. Which is weird, yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I really like this movie, and anybody who hasn't seen it, it's about the making of Nosferatu, but it has a fun twist on it, and it's basically, what if the guy who played Nosferatu, Max Shrek, was actually a vampire? Huh. So it's it's pretty interesting. I've not seen it. Holy it's, shit. It's a, yeah. it's a cool movie. So uh, Willem Dafoe plays Max Shrek, Nosferatu, and uh, uh, John Malkovich plays F.W. Murnau. And uh, uh, Udo Kier's in it as well, and uh, Eddie Izzard, and uh, Carrie Elwes, who's actually kind of funny in the movie, is like... It's ex- a solid ex- movie. It's eccentric, kind of... 2000 or 2001? 2000, yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's cool because uh, so uh, they recreate a lot of those scenes in Nosferatu, and uh, the director, Elias Marriage, I think that's how you pronounce it. He He's good. It makes sense that he's good at recreating those scenes because he did a silent movie called uh, Begotten. Begotten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is super weird and creepy and unsettling, and uh, he did pretty good in that. And uh, this movie actually earned uh, Willem Dafoe an Oscar nomination. I don't think he actually won for it, though. Nah. But uh, he's really good. The makeup is really good in it, and... Um, uh, it, it's a, it's a fun concept. I think, uh, it might not be everybody's cup of tea because some of the dialogue can kind of border on pretension a little bit. But I think that's just because of Murnau's character. He gets into these kind of long monologues about, you know, the art that they're creating. But I think it it works for the movie. I I really dig the style of it and uh, kind of gets into that whole uh, era of German cinema. And the mindset that everybody was in back then. I mean, from what you're saying, it kind of reminds me of what, like, one of my favorites, um, uh, like Ed Wood, kind of like that, like making of a movie. Yeah, it's like a movie. A movie about showing a fictional story. A movie like about a movie about making a movie, and which is almost a subgenre of itself. <laughs> yeah, but this is cool because it 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 does a pretty faithful job of recreating the making of Nosferatu, but you have this fun twist of, oh, this guy's actually a vampire. And he, uh, 
they think that he's just like this method actor. So they're he's like drinking blood. There's like a a bat that swoops down and he he grabs it and he sucks the blood out of it. And you know, uh, one of the film crew members is like, "The German cinema needs you," because they think he's just a really good actor. He's right. really <laughs> that into eccentric his role. and into the and the role. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, it's a cool movie. I I dig it. Uh, the cast is good. I think everybody in the movie is really really good. Uh, but yeah, just waiting on that Blu-ray release. Cool, man. It. Yeah, I don't think it's available anywhere on Blu-ray, which sucks. Yeah, because I would gladly import it if it like popped up in Germany or something. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, oh, you got dear. a bag. Yes, I have oh, a bag, <laughs> and one movie uh, that I can tell you is available on Blu-ray in Germany. <laughs> no, <laughs> is uh oh, from Arrow Video, oh, The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Part two. I know Ooh. you guys are really excited to hear about this one. <laughs> I just love the dog flashback. In it. Yeah, I was tempted to buy this just to complete the collection, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not an, I'm not a huge fan of the first one, and I'm definitely not a huge fan of that. One. <laughs> no, Hills Two is definitely a turd. Yeah, <laughs> but. For me, it's a nostalgic turd. Nostalgic <laughs> turd. <laughs> wow. Honestly, I think I only got the fr- I got the first one dirt cheap on one of those family video sales, so that's why I bought it. I got my copy early <laughs> from Diabolic <laughs> DVD, of course. And it's a box set that looks probably just great. yeah, just as good as the first. It's set the same that color Arrow scheme. Put. Yeah, so that's same, what I like about same it. Same thing. Um. But the movie is not as good as you the You got a plot for me, bro? Come yeah. on. What's up? Oh, you want to know the plot of... Plot. Yes. Oh. Okay. So yeah. That's the whole point. Have you never seen Here comes this. the fun. I bought this Blu-ray. Oh, it's a Blu-ray. You know yeah. how Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 handles it? No. Oh, well. Okay, <laughs> Josh, tell him. Well, the it's about these this biker gang that is... They're on their way to some like race, this tournament, and they cut through... Uh, the hills, and they meet up with the cannibals from the first movie. Except there's, well, there's a new one known as the Reaper. Ooh. Uh-huh. And Michael Berryman is back, even though he clearly died in the first movie. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, the actress, one of the cannibals who was in the first movie, is now uh, what a good is is okay now. <laughs> She's like, sane. So She's normal. That is a deleted scene from the first movie. Where at the end, yeah, the alternate ending. Yeah, she they like take her by the hand and like walk away with her or something. That's just fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But the movie is notorious for just being a turd. Wes Craven really has since disowned it. Uh, wants nothing to do with it. The movie. Ha- it was all about just cashing in and well, yeah. making money. That first one did well. The whole and, movie yeah. is filmed with this. Who gives a shit attitude? Um, it's like, just, like a few examples is like two characters die, and you'd be like, that that can't be how they die. Right. It's like you're you're waiting for them to come back, and you're like, no, that really was how they die. Like one falls and hits their head on a rock, <laughs> and you're like, okay, well she's just knocked out. Right. No, that's how they die. <laughs> There's no no anything, no creativity, no. Uh, it's, and also, like Han- Harry Manfredini, who of course does the score for the Friday the Thirteenth movies, does right, right. the score here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the exact same score 
as the Friday oh, movies, yeah. except the ch part. I mean, yeah, it's That's the same. Like same Harry Manfredini, uh, like Slaughter High. Uh, yeah, he uses a cue in there, but even someone like Paul uh, Zaza Zaza has reused stuff from like My Bloody Valentine and the Prom Night sequels. Yeah, but he's also got some pretty distinct scores too. True. But yeah, Man so this is not one of them. To an average person, do you recommend it, or you, if you're a fan of the first one, check it no. out? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's just it's like a really shitty Friday the Thirteenth slasher sequel. Is, uh, group watch. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm just trying to give the... You're talking about a movie you don't like, and I'm just like, are you skiing? Like, do you not want to sell this movie to people? No, but don't I, watch this. I grew up watching it, and. Like it, if you're in your 30s and you've never seen it before, you're gonna hate it. <laughs> if it goes on sale for like less than ten dollars, like that, I think that Hills Have Eyes I got for ten bucks. Maybe I'll buy it just oh, yeah. to have it as a companion piece. But or yeah. show it to your kids so they can like it later on in life, like Josh. Yeah, I'll buy it for two dollars. <laughs> then the question cool. is, are you gonna also buy Mind Ripper? Oh Jesus! Yeah, Hills Have Eyes three. <laughs> Doesn't that have Wes Craven's son in it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Cool. Yesterday, I rewatched one of my childhood favorites, which was Sleepy Hollow. And I'm honestly really glad that it still held up for me because obviously as a kid, I watched the cartoon, which was, I think, Ichabod and yeah, Mr. Toad. The Adventures of Ichabod something. and right. Mr. Toad. And that was very fun. And I thought it was fun how Johnny Depp was still kind of an awkward Ichabod crane, but they still made him into... A better character other than just being this goofy gangly man yeah um they made him into a constable who's actually investigating crimes and using science and there's this whole religious rebellion aspect to it too and witches and it's just fun and it's so spooky and kevin yeager does all the effects to it and the, the beheading <laughs> is so much fun my favorite is always the spinning head yeah. Of the notary? No, yeah, it wasn't yeah, the notary. No, um, the magistrate? Uh, constable. No, it wasn't no, the constable because no, 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 Ichabod was the constable. Uh, Are you sure? It was not it was, magistrate. It was the uncle magistrate. from Harry Potter. It was yeah. magistrate. Magistrate. <laughs> <Philip. Yeah. laughs> was that a, is that a With primarily the uh, CGI? Uh, no, it's it, oh, pretty yeah. much all practical. I mean, well, there is some CGI in there. Because I think it's at that. But it is all practical for the most part. I think some of the CGI is the scenes with the crone. Yeah. yeah, and they did stuff yeah, like in the, the flames. Part. They put yes. like right. faces yeah. into the flames. They had fog come out and extinguish flames as well. But yeah, yeah you're dealing with Kevin Yeager, Are who saying gave us Chucky and yeah. Crypt Keeper. Absolutely. I mean, he's aces, dude. Right. I just it, didn't know because it falls in that era, which unfortunately, like CGI hadn't stepped up its game. And like you know, we can watch the Mummy and just be. Yeah, it was ninety nine. Yeah, that's it what I'm saying. It's cool, that era though. where it was kind of so. No, like, no, I just was making sure it still stood up. So yeah. in the early two thousands yeah. is when I kind of stumbled on to Mario Bava, and somebody you know told me about the reference in Sleepy Hollow when she's in the um, the, the Iron uh, Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, that's a straight rip." Slash tribute to Black Sunday. I'm like, what's Black Sunday? To bring it back to <laughs> Barbara Steele. And I'm like, right. and then I watch Black Sunday. I'm like, oh my god, that's one of my uh, favorite Burton movies. Actually, I love that because oh, yeah. it's very Hammer horror. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, you have all very the Hammer gothic. horror actors in it, but it's also got that atmosphere. Yeah, Christopher Lee's in it. Oh yeah, your right. your babe. Yeah, yeah, and Christopher Walken. Yeah, my babe. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's got a smart script by Andrew Kevin Walker, who you know I know seven, but let's be honest, brain scan, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it's a great movie, and I don't know why like people were kind of down on it when it came out, which was odd. I thought it, I think it's a great Halloween movie. Yeah, or a prep it to Halloween yeah. Movie. oh yeah, yeah I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I saw it when I was in high school, so yeah. I thought it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think I upgraded that to Blu-ray. Anyway. Fun film. Uh, Yana, what do you got? So I have an odd request. I got two. An one, odd request? One that I know no one has seen or probably ever heard of, and then one that I'm pretty sure most of you have seen. Okay. Well, flop your dick out, and let's, let's yeah, hear about the one we have. Yeah, you can have two. We're letting Jeremy of. have two. You get okay, two. Okay, so one of them I've is actually in the bag, months. if you want to hand me it, because I'm sure you guys oh, might want to see it. Oh, Jesus, you're co-sharing the bag. I only did this because I think it's only available on Blu-ray. Okay. But it's actually an anime horror one, and it's called Devil Man. And oh, this came I've out, heard of this. Yeah, this came out too. in 87, the first one, yeah, the second yeah. one in 1990. Mm-hmm. So I recently watched this. I've never seen it. Okay. And I blind bought it. I've never seen it either. And it was fantastic. It is about this boy who finds out he, I guess his friend pretty much says, hey, there's some kind of demons going around. We need someone to fight him. And he ends up turning into something called Devil Man, which is a combination of the king of hell and a human. And I will say the demon transformations in the first one are fantastic. White zombie song. Just God, I was like, hey, devil, but and Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting for its time. The animation is brilliant. Um, the just the horror aspect of it, I think, is very well done. So I really, really you want us all it, to look actually. at this cover. If you want to, you Because she's, like, handing it. We're just looking. Yeah, we're just passing it down. I don't They're only 50 minutes each. It's only really two episodes. Okay. The second one I didn't enjoy as much, but it continues his story. I think the first one explaining how Devil Man Man came to exist was very fascinating. Just especially how there's this club scene and you see all these humans transforming into demons. It really reminded me of Night of the Demons in a way. And I think they did it very well and very tastefully. Um, I highly recommend it. It is available from Discotech. I got it for about 14 bucks on sale. Like Discotech.com? I need to check. Discotech Media. Discotech Media. So I actually got it from Right Stuff Anime as it was on sale. Because I go for sales, you can get it on Amazon. I don't know if it's available for streaming on Hulu or Crunchyroll. It might be. If you can find it, I actually recommend watching it. I think it is. A, it has some great horror scenes in it and some very creepy moments. And they've done a lot of spinoffs of it since then, since the 80s and 90s. So I've been really Sweet. into the older ones. So my second one is actually Uzumaki, oh. so which d- means spiral. The, yeah. the live action? The live action. That we talked about earlier? Okay. From 2000. Yeah. And, and you know about the cartoon? Or I do. The, the yeah. Junji yeah. Ito, they're releasing Tsunami. a Uzumaki anime, is it? Yeah, it's going to be on Adult Swim next year. Tsunami. So I'm wondering yeah. if it's the Junji Ito collection that came out this Say year on again. Blu-ray. No, no, no. no. This, this new one that I'm talking about for Tsunami. It's just going to be it's brand Uzumaki. New. Yeah, it's just brand new. It's Uzumaki. So Are you losing your mind over there? What's going on? I shouldn't sit next to Do Jeremy. you care to share what the class? No. 
We're going to have to separate them. That's fine. Were you so, were you here on the episode when we talked about Nuzumaki? Because Ren, Ren, Ren had, it was the first watch after she read it. Let me check my records. Yeah, I was about to say, because <laughs> she had read it finally. And I remember you guys discussing it, and I, it made me really, really want to watch it. And I think she blind bought it because I blind you guys it. talked so about it. So it's out of yeah. print. The DVD is very, yeah. so, very out of print. Discotech Media's eBay page put it up for twelve ninety nine. Oh, so cool. I got a steal on yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you? So did you? Have you read the the manga? I have not read the manga, okay. but our friend Chris owns it and is going to lend it to me. So, she said it is fantastic. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ren. Um, also, for reference, we talked about this in episode forty nine, uh, where we uh, talked about tourist trap, and uh, you were you were here. I for was that. here for that. Oh, oh so okay. I think I recall you guys watching it, and it made me want to watch it more. Yeah, I mean, I still stand by the fact that. Uh, it it's gets, a mess. It gets real but, messy towards the end. Um, but, but we found out why it gets like yeah. a mess because they didn't really know the ending, right? So at the time, yeah. yeah and I'm not like surprised. Guessing an ending. I still thought it was very, very fun and unique because at that time they were doing more of the grudge type of thing. I felt yeah. like you know with the girls with the long black hair. So I felt Uzumaki did something a little different, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Hausu, just because of the acting and Some the weirdness of, of it. Oh yeah, yes. oh yeah, I identify with that too. We when we were watching it the whole time, I'm like, man, this is just totally just psychedelic. You could tell it was an homage almost to like some of that stuff from that '60s, late '60s, '70s. Which era. reminds me, I, I we watched Hausu at Dead Zone not too long mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it reminded me that I need to go back and watch that director's other films. Like somebody posted a list, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I need to go back and watch these." But I don't think the availability is. I mean, first really you have there. to watch that stack of vinegar syndrome. <laughs> oh, so. well, yeah, we got one down tonight. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. all right, cool, Jerome. Uh, I watched 2009's "The Hills Run Red." Wow, which is I watched this not too long ago. It's for actually the first up time. on Vudu, free with ads. Yeah, that's how I watched it. I fell asleep. Oh, I liked it quite a bit. Okay, so it is about a <clears throat> film student who is out to find these uh, this lost slasher called The Hills Run Red, and he's kind of making like a documentary about it, but it's not shot that way. Um, finds the director's daughter, and she agrees to help him. You know, look for this film, look for the footage, and it kind of goes from there. Uh, it was a Dark Castle release, but it did not go out, come out in theaters. It was the uh, last it was one, one wasn't it? One it was, well, uh, or no. Bullet to the Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Walter Hill. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, you know, um, it was written by David J. Scow, Shao, the... Yeah, the horror uh, writer. Yeah. Um, and then directed by Dave Parker, right? Yes, by Dave Parker. Okay. Yeah, I those mean... Means, those names mean so nothing to me. So he did Who's The Dave? Dead Hates the Living. He did the Sweet Tooth segment from Tales of Halloween. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, see, I remember that one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and William Sadler's in it. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was probably tired. I would like to give it another go, but... I remember falling asleep and waking up, and I'm like, what the fuck am I? Oh, because it, it gets super weird. Yeah, yeah, is it, yeah. So it's like slow burn weird? or No, it's uh, not slow no. burn, but it's... Andy was sleepy, maybe? Yeah, like I said, I, I was pretty tired, but what I do remember is, like, there is a point where it just fucking 
turns around the bend and goes in a completely different yeah, direction. Think, yeah. And I don't know if that just didn't sit well with me. Hmm. But I do want to watch it again. And like Jeremy says, it's on Voodoo for free. For with free. Ads. It is HD. There's no Blu-ray release of it. Right. Um, Which yeah. is weird because they've put out like, wasn't Otis a Warner premiere? Yeah. And that's a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know why that got like attention, but then I don't know. Okay. Same year's trick or treat got released. I mean, you know, yeah, really okay. was shelved for like two years. Right. Okay. I remember the Hills Run Red. What was your I second? I watched that years ago. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I remember the cover because I'm like, oh, that cover looks so awesome. And well, I was at Blockbuster. <laughs> it yeah. looks like and the Hills and Have Eyes remake. Well, it did. I remember the doll. I mean, my best friend were really drunk and we rented it at Blockbuster. I don't remember much of the movie. <laughs> right. I just, I kind of want to rewatch it because the cover always stuck out. I to got me. nothing from yeah, this that movie. That cover freaking out. Maybe if I saw the cover, I'd be like, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. one. Ooh. But I'm like, I got nothing. You're saying this, and I'm like, it sounds like other movies, but it's, I'm, I can't think of it. So interesting. Well, what else you got, bud? Back in April, I finally bought, <laughs> I've rewatched it since, but I had bought Amityville Dollhouse. Good boy. <laughs> to uh, complete the saga. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and you know what? Rewatch it actually this weekend, not knowing the announcement that was going to happen. Right. And I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to watch it. You you hyped me up the other when you were talking when the releases were announced and yeah. you were talking about I was like, I got to well, watch all these. I was. Well, you know, Andy bought it. So I know. I you're know. like, oh, we're Andy's going video over to Andy's. Have it. Yeah, I was severely intoxicated the first time I watched it. <laughs> that's, I that's how you do it, man. How <laughs> weird that movie gets at the end um, where there's like portals and demons. And <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So the. Uh, <laughs> this. Uh, kind of like blended families moving in together to a house that the father just built um, on the what he doesn't know is the site of where the Amityville house was. Right. And he finds in the shed a dollhouse <gasps> that is the Amityville and gives it to his daughter as a birthday present and just like these demons like use that to work their way into the house. So he was just like, hey, here's some trash I found. Happy birthday. Yeah, like, oh, your bike got ruined that we we're going to give you. So here's this shitty dollhouse that I literally blew the dust off of. <laughs> They're just like so, those sequels are so bizarre, but still somehow so entertaining. That's <laughs> like, what I've only seen like, one and two, and, you know, that's what they claim yeah. is the, the gold. Well, last but year. I'm, I'm ready to see these other ones. Last year, what did we see? We saw. We Jeremy and I saw four, About Time. We saw The Evil Escapes in 1992. It's About Time. It's About Time, yeah. That was fun. Um, <laughs> and apparently because this box set that Vinegar Syndrome announced doesn't have Amityville Curse, oh. which is actually not a part of the series. It is was like an early cash-in on the Amityville. So it's like uh, another movie that It was retired. made by a different production <laughs> company where the Evil Escapes... 1992, New Generation, and Dollhouse were all by one producer. Gotcha. And that's why they're all possessed items. Well, cool. Yeah. So, I <laughs> was super excited to finally check out Tigers Are Not Afraid. 
It uh, just released this weekend on Shudder, and it had been one that Andy had been telling me about. The film itself is about a group of orphans in Mexico that their parents are gone because of the cartel. The local cartel is you know, doing its devious work, and it's actually shot through the eyes of the kids. So it's almost like a... Uh, Honestly, it kind of reminded me a lot of Hook. I'm not going to lie. Like, just kids Mom. taking care of themselves. Huh. and Yeah, Hook. Guillermo del Toro's Hook. Yes. Okay. No, Hook <laughs> with Robin Williams. That's what I'm saying. Uh, basically, like, a Lost Boys kind of an aspect to it. Um, and it's basically about these this group of uh, yeah kids who take their revenge on the cartel that has done their town wrong. And there's a lot of magical things that take place to help them on their journey and it's a lot like kind of like pan's labyrinth in a way Mm -hmm. where it has like that playful almost like fairy like qualities to certain things and it's you know very like more like a mythical thing than like a scary thing um but it's absolutely phenomenal it is very very sad so that is why I have decided that we should not cover it as a episode. <laughs> right. It is very heavy. So I just don't think it's as lighthearted and what? It, oh. Ren, what do you think? It's so sad. It was so good, but it was so sad. Okay. Yeah. If I, we want to record a whole episode of me just being sad. Yeah, I just it's that. one of those it's like I don't know how fun it would be to talk about it because it is so heavy. Okay. Um, but it's yeah. I I I think I almost gave it five stars, but I don't. I I gave it four and a half, and the only reason is because it is sad. Like it's. I didn't enjoy you took a star it. away for sadness. You took a star away. For I've it only is. given three movies five stars. So, and I've only given three movies one star. So yeah. that's how my rating system works. You really, okay. it has to be like five stars. Is it's a phenomenal movie. And god damn it, I want to watch it every time somebody brings it up. And that's usually what my five star rating is. I know what his five star movies are DC Cab, Little Monsters, <laughs> Dr. Detroit, and Dr. Detroit. I fucking love Dr. Detroit. <laughs> I knew it. You know I do. You know what my five star movie is? No what? one cares. Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, Buzz Buzz. Uh,. Midsommar, the director's cut, Jeremy and I got to catch this. It was playing very limited run in like maybe very limited theaters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it started on Tuesday. I know they were hyping up like the weekend, right? I think it played. Well, it wasn't playing in like. It played in like. In our neck of the woods. Over the weekend. Right. Way out in like St. Charles County. Here's what I'll say I know we covered it on whatever episode it was uh, a few episodes back. The director's cut is my preferred way to watch it. It definitely strengthens the whole hatred behind the boyfriend. To be okay. honest, he is a yeah, he is a complete fucking dick in this movie. Uh, really? I mean, yeah. He he, yeah. he is kind of in the theatrical cut, but you really get it with the director's cut. Yeah, because it's funny. It's one of those things that like you get where he was awkwardly trying to stay involved with her and it's like yeah but she should probably just back out dude because you're just basically making it worse for her I feel like if you don't just be honest with her other than you know your guilt is the only reason you're with her he feels more like a slacker 
that's just like skating by life. Uh, I mean, I think in the theatrical, he's also pretty big piece of shit. Sure, yeah. sure, that's in there. But I, I feel that we're given more, not direction, but well, I guess direction well, he, with it. Yeah, he's definitely more like the extra scenes, more like gaslighting and yes, just shitty and mean and petty. Do more we're, old ladies touch his butt in the? Oh, no, that's about the same. Yeah. It's about the same. I touched Andy's butt during the movie. Yeah, you did. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. With popcorn butter hands. Yeah. That woke me there up. There is another um, <laughs> scene that also I feel is integral to what happens later, and I don't want to spoil it. I'm talking about a river. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure you know what I'm talking about. I know. About. I know. But here's the thing is, who's going to see it? Because apparently now it's only an Apple TV exclusive. Well, <laughs> so wait a minute. It's gonna not going to be on the Blu-ray? Like no. It's not going to be on the Blu-ray. It's only going to be through uh, Apple TV, iTunes, or whatever the fuck they're calling. What? I guess they're yeah. calling it like, Apple. They're not going to have like even as like no. deleted scenes. You never know though. Like somebody might release it in the UK or in Germany or yeah. <laughs> the Germans fucking release anything mm. and everything on Blu-ray. Shit, it might be on 4K Blu-ray for all we know. But Ooh. yeah, I mean, it is kind of a shame that they're limiting it to that engagement of just Apple TV just to sell Apple TVs but um, that's their call however I will highly suggest that people check it out uh, if you have that option I mean I think you can just rent it and then I think they have an app through like Roku through other devices that you should be able to watch it through but it is highly recommended that you watch that and if you've never seen Midsommar I would I would say this is the preferred cut and I know it's listed as the director's cut yeah so in my mind usually when I see director's cut that's what they want you to see and I always try to seek that out but I honestly think it is a better film with these extra scenes I'll just say I think that's hard to do I mean, what? if you have no option to watch, still watch this movie. You do have everyone, an option to watch. Everyone it. should always watch this movie. No, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. It It is limiting, but it's an option. I'm not saying, like, it'd be different if I said, you know oh, this I'm, is only available I'm in I'm not going to watch the new version because oh, just I like the original, and it was fine. Wait until you see the director's cut. Yeah. 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 The, I'm not going to do it. If it's anything like the screenplay was, then I can see the director's cut being pretty damn good yeah does that river scene sound familiar that does i know okay. i but i know there was one scene i asked you about that you said that didn't make it so maybe maybe there's yeah. some stuff that just wasn't familiar. i'm assuming i mean i'm assuming he had like a fucking three and a half hour long opus yeah. actually i think he even previously said there there was like a four hour long cut and he whittled it down yeah there's some weird shit in that script, the, man. <laughs> the director's cut's like almost three hours. It's yeah, two it's... hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. And then I think the theatrical's about two hours and 20 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's about right. But yeah, I mean, yes, I know the availability is going to be goofy. But, you know, if you have a region-free player, maybe somebody in a different region will release it as a combo pack or something. Let's just wait and see what it is. But I will tell you this. I'm probably not going to buy the Blu-ray right out or right off the bat because I just who knows they might fucking double dip too 
So who do we tweet? Do we tweet Ari Aster? Do we tweet A24? Do we tweet them all? <laughs> tweet them all. I think Lionsgate is actually putting out the film on Blu-ray yeah, in America. They handle most of the uh, A24 home video releases. Yeah. Okay, so tweet, tweet. That's our my one movie. Yes, so that's your one. I guess we uh, get into graduation day. <laughs> We're going to get up in them guts with 1981's Graduation Day, directed by Herb Freed, who freed the herb. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is an early film with Leanna Quigley, who's maybe only in it for a few minutes, though. I think she was a late addition, if I'm remembering correctly. Cool. Um, I was looking at Jeremy for verification. Nobody knows. Okay. I don't know. Did they do like reshoots on this? I thought her scenes were cut for certain reasons. I could have swore they had a different actress and they got Leanna Quigley at the last minute. I think you're right. From what I remember in a trivia, they had someone different and then she refused to do the nude scene to show her boobs. That's exactly what it was. So then they got Leanna Quigley last moment. (laughs) Um, Do we see her boobs though? Oh, yeah. We do. Totally. We We see them. In Very the piano the teachers, room. yeah, no, thing, that was it. And when she's running away from the killer, yep, yeah, okay, never mind. Titty glow. Anyway, Vanna White is also in this. Who doesn't no show titties. her titties? No, yeah, but that's okay. Um, she had the show letters. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Remember when jokes landed? <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was just awkward. That's what you were laughing at. Okay, so anyway, this is uh, one of the many Vinegar Syndrome films that I haven't watched, so knocked one out. Oh, this was your first time watch? Um, No, it was my first time watch on Blu-ray, which it's also on Amazon Prime, if you want to check yeah, it out there. absolutely. Um, I'm assuming it's probably the same transfer, but I saw this a long time ago when I was in my little slasher phase on VHS. I remember... It being okay. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I vaguely even said it's maybe a little slow or boring. But, it, you know, look. You look at the surface. It's got Christopher George from fucking pieces and mm-hmm. so many great things. But he didn't have a cigar, which really blew my mind on this one. Uh, because I thought that was in his contract that he's always got to be chewing or smoking a cigar. But not in this one. Uh... I mean, let's premise this with okay. the idea that we recorded this recording of this podcast is actually done pretty much live. We just watched it. So mm-hmm. it's the first time yeah. I think we've actually blind watched something and then recorded. So had, had anybody seen? Oh, no, Jeremy, I, I thought you saw this seen, before. I've seen like the opening, but that's about it. Okay, so this was a first time watch for pretty much everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I've think seen I'd it. seen it yeah. before. Well, when he crack one open. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That opening, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the opening. Let's let's talk about that intro. So the beginning of this movie starts on a uh, track meet, I guess, and there's people tracking, racing. <laughs> what, how, what, it's just running. They run. Yeah, it's okay. That's what people do on a track. And they're jumping actually, the hurdles. 
Well, yeah, but if we're going to what the happens, I know what race they're actually doing. Ooh. Like, oh, yeah, fuck Jeremy, yeah. what Tell was me. it? Uh, 500 meter no, it was 200 meters. Oh. How did uh, how'd we <laughs> figure this out? Because of where they started on the track and where the finish line oh was. Oh, my God, Jeremy. And because he says that's 30 a trivia seconds, question, guys. That's like a 200, 200 meters in like 30 seconds is, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Duh. Duh. Oh. <laughs> Look, guys, I obviously did not run track, okay? You're I'm not an a asthmatic. Pole vaulter? No, no. no? But, um, yeah, it opens kind of... So, here's the thing. Like, this movie, the way it opens is just a tour de force in editing yeah. and all sorts of crazy shit, sound, sound and editing. They just, like, go balls to the wall with this thing. And there's like these little flash cuts between two different shots. It's strange. But essentially, we have a girl who is in the lead of the dash and has. I thought it was a heart attack, but I guess it was. It was a heart attack, right? It was a blood clot. Yes. It's not a heart okay. attack. That's a blood clot. Okay. It's a blood yeah. clot. And her in brain. Her brain? Yeah. That's what it was? Yeah. They would have said an aneurysm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I thought it was a blood clot. It is, it is quite common for females to get blood clots in their legs. Interesting. It hmm. is because I've had one, but that's what she had. And that's what she said. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that was bad. All right. I'm shutting up. Somebody else take over. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got a track. We got a track meet. Probably one of the last of the season since graduation day was upon us. Um and yeah this this poor girl she falls to her death at the at, after winning yeah after winning the meet what and, a way uh, to go out though it right? was just so slow motion and really? flashing lights and yeah I panning mean, and yeah. like I said the editing really go go out on top the editing is so weird in this movie and there's it, it happens a couple of times in the movie where. Like it just flashes between different shots. It's almost epileptic. Yeah, like in a weird yeah. way. It's one of those things. I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool," but then I'm like, "That's a little much." Yeah, they just kept just doing it, jazzing up the picture. But a uh, couple of days go by. I don't know. See, this is where the timeline's kind of fuzzy. But I think it's like two months. Okay, so two months later, I feel so, yeah. I, I feel like you think that's solid. Wikipedia right. is. Oh, oh, yeah. so they never lie. Uh, nope. So two months later, uh, her sister, the girl who died, uh, is coming home from Guam from, I don't know, is I thought that was a Navy. Yeah, she was Okay, naval. okay, yeah. okay. So um, she's coming home from Guam, and, you know, I guess she's just kind of... She's accepting her diploma. Accepting, yeah, yeah. yeah accepting her sister's, her dead sister's <laughs> diploma. <laughs> what? That's funny. Why are you laughing? You don't know, he's a dead sister. Yeah, he did. That's funny. Hilarious. Dude, that's my new band, Dead Sisters Diploma. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it's accepting my dead sister's diploma. Okay. Okay. Anyway, playing with corn. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be horrible. No. Continue. So, anywho. Uh, so she comes home with the worst fucking stepdad known the man. Yeah. Who is like just yelling at her for no apparent reason? And I guess she's not. Would you say the bastard child of this family? I or? feel like so. She's like she's, super 
old in comparison to the other one because oh, they were yeah. talking about like how the idea that he raised the younger one, but this one was just the trouble the whole time. That's why she went off and did Navy and <laughs> took yeah. rides from truckers that had grabby hands, sweet, sweet scarves. Silk scarves. And- <laughs> Yeah. Just, just Spinel tie. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, the stepdad character is only the beginning in a long line of awful men over the age of 40 who want to either rape you or just are just fucking mean to you. Like, oh, this is a vinegar syndrome. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, yeah. I'll just say any adult male that it's over, not in high school, is pretty much greasy and awful. Yeah. Yeah. This was previously released by Trauma. So. Yes. They. Had the right, bought the rights because I think they put it out on. Yeah, it's not a trauma movie, but it was distributed by trauma. But um, yeah, so anyway, as the story goes along, there, you know, I from what we gather, it's like a three day interval for this whole film, which uh, starts with a graduation practice where the whole class is in there. It's like a rehearsal, and the principal's talking about you know what they're going to go through, but um. One by one, some of the integral track people on that team yeah, the, get the, picked off. Yeah, so it starts with basically, actually, like, the first day. It's like the first scene mm-hmm. is, like, the, the main track star, this blonde girl, gets killed off. And then then it goes to the graduation scene where right. they're, like, prepping for graduation and then you kind of get the idea that it's it's the killer is after the remaining six people the on the well, we also team. We also get the shot of the photograph where right. lipstick is yeah. you know, crossing off their yeah. faces. His victim list. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a mystery of sorts. Uh, it's, it, you know, I didn't know who the killer was until the end. I didn't see it coming. I, didn't, I actually Cause didn't. Because I... I mean, like you said, they had so many red, red herrings. herrings. Yeah, all these people have stopwatches and black gloves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and they're all awful. That's the other trick and to gray it. Sweatshirts and gray yeah. sweatshirts. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other trick to it is that when these murders happen, a stopwatch clicks on, and it, within thirty seconds, the person, the target, is dead. To kill. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a cooler that's name, right? I think. Well, but they needed the name because this came out in 81 and it was just the glut of slashers. Right. So of day, same, day movies? Yeah, the same year you have Happy Birthday to Me, Yep, My Bloody Valentine, I mean, Halloween 2, Friday the 13th Part, part two. 2, everybody's just into those April days. Fool's Day? That was like 85. 84 to 86. <laughs> it's it's okay. later than you think. Mind. Isn't that like a okay? Never mind. Um, what? Inner Sanctum. It's later than you think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Patrick, what did you think of the beginnings of this film? The beginnings of this film. Did you did you feel like it was it was gonna be good? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will tell you one thing. The did you feel like Andy wasted his money? What? There's worse movies that you no, know. No, I think this is. A, <laughs> I'm just saying at the beginning, at the point we're at right now in the timeline. What were you thinking? There's some good spots in the beginning, good spots in the middle, good spots in the end. And what is a this voice? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what though? He's like, been dead so long, know, he forgot how to talk. But in the in the <laughs> beginning, I honestly thought 
the the girl who died i thought that was uh what's her name from invasion of the body snatchers the 1970 what veronica cartwright no 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 the other the main girl in the movie karen l no she uh, she's i don't know dude you know you know I'm, it wasn't you i know it wasn't but yeah. i was like i was like on my phone afterwards like oh that's what that, you were doing was that her like and you found out no it wasn't hang on I will hang on and I will edit. Edit. Um, edit. I really, in terms of with the editing, that scene where she's Brooke in the, Adams. Uh, but oh. it wasn't. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's just when she makes Thanks. that face with the eyebrows. I, I just want to interrupt people now. Like <laughs> blah 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 blah. Brooke Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Donald okay. Sutherland. I actually thought the actor who was the killer. He looked like Windows from the thing. A little. He kind of did. Oh, yeah. I yeah. actually thought it was him at first. But that, no. wait. Oh, it was. No, it wasn't. No. Um, I was gonna say, in terms of the editing we talked about with the opening, I th- thought what was most effective was when she was in the uh, ex-boyfriend's house mm-hmm. and was looking at the pictures of like her time, basically her time of death. You right. Know? Right. And because they are weird pictures, it's it's the weirdest. Oh yeah, that- and but then the way like it was cut, I thought it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you want. Like the overall view, the editing on this, I think, is MVP for the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they didn't try. No, yeah. They tried no, to do I'm some saying, really interesting um, stuff. I don't know. I think the MVP of this movie is felony. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. There is that. I mean, yeah, the beginning starts off with some pretty pretty like heavy bangers. Like, yes. Disco. A nice disco score for the intro. Um, but then later we get felony, which uh, we'll, like yeah, we'll get into that later because that's <laughs> when they appear later. And plus, I want to talk about them because there's some interesting stuff with yeah. them. But anyway, so anyways, the sister ends up meeting up with the, um, I guess now the ex boyfriend, the uh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Poor little fella. Poor little His lady poor. died on the track. And uh, she visits his house, which is uh, like a house of nightmares. Lots of lots of uh, statues uh, with uh, phallic symbols and a grandmother (laughs) who watches a static television who can't hear and shoes people away. Um, And that's your first interaction with his lifestyle. So that next part of that story, you know, you got your awesome disco score at that beginning and... You kind of get the characters, you know, the sister meets the now ex-boyfriend. You start to get some little plots along there. See, you know, you see pretty much see the sister being a little weird, confronting some of the girls in the park. And you get this vibe that, hey, you know, who is she? Yeah, and that's kind of like the first red herring is, oh, shit, maybe the sister's doing it. Yeah, it gives you that idea when you see her unzip her Well, it doesn't help that, like, yeah, one of her garment bags has gloves in it. And and a sweatsuit. Yeah, and here's the interesting thing. It's like, it's kind of definitely um, an after effect of the giallo influence on slashers because that's what we all remember from giallo films are black gloves. So it's just, uh, you know, but I don't, it's not necessarily taking any influence from Giallo's. I think it's taking uh, influence on like, hey, this is what Giallo's are. They're black glove killers, and it's yeah. a mystery. Make an American movie. You know what would make the killer spooky? Black mm. gloves. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. But then it is also kind of interesting, like towards the end, 
you get a fencing outfit, which makes me wonder. And that funny were they wearing that the whole time? I'm gonna say yes. Well, you can't really tell because you get the idea of the sweatsuit. Because I think in the first kill, it looks more like a gray sweatsuit than a fencing outfit. But. Right. I feel like he's wearing a fencing outfit with well the the sweatsuit well, and yeah. a fencing mask. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's it. Yeah, if you look at the general plot of it, like if you read the synopsis, mm-hmm. it's literally like a fenced masked killer is on the loose. Like. Okay. And you can't really see their mask at the beginning, so you don't you just see part of the body and the gloves. You really don't know who's behind that either. Right. And an accurate telling of time for the thirty <laughs> yes. seconds that yeah, it takes yeah, to I murder mean, a human being. Here's the thing. We I were, don't know if it's speaking seconds. of accurate telling of time, we were trying to figure out how many days this was going over because we get in a day and then we get in the night and then it's like, Oh shit, this is like a passage of time of three days. Which is kind of nutty, because you would think a film called Graduation Day would just take place over one day. Nope. Well, it's the second day that is like the longest. It feels like sure the graduation. But if that even is I don't know. I'm making Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and I'm gonna make it over the Thirteenth, the Fourteenth, and the Fifteenth. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. You yeah. can't really tell because it seems like it goes on longer than it is. And especially when you get on later with people getting killed, no one's realizing it right. later on. So you're like, why aren't they realizing my kid is missing? And then the t- the two girls, Doris and whatever, Doris is played by Vanna White, uh, which I mentioned earlier. Um, they just keep popping in. And one of the observations that like I kind of made with this whole movie is that the sound mix is strange. Like, not only the editing is kind of off, but honestly, I think the editing is kind of unique about the movie. Yeah. But the sound mix, like, they just have people talking over each other. There's the principal during the uh, rehearsal that's, like, obviously Mike might, but they're not talking in the mic. And then Mm -hmm. later they go to the mic and they're, like, feedbacking. So there's some weird thing with audio. Right. I feel like it's any time that's, like, a group larger than, like, two to three people, they're, like, just... It feels like they're just mouthing things, and it's like, are they actually saying words? Yeah. Are they just looking at the dude just... Weren't there Mouthing. some scenes where like the meat, the score was louder than yeah? The well, I mean, and- it, if you wanted to talk about the felony stuff, like when they're in the rollercade and felonies playing in the middle, there's a they they cut back to a scene where like the score starts to rise up on the mixer, but you're still hearing the felonies on, and yeah. it just becomes like kind of overbearing. Yeah, it's it's almost like the equivalent that. of a red line. Right, it's just right. like there's just way too much audio information to process. What the fuck is happening? But then it fades down once a kill happened. Well, two kills happen. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think the the second thing to bring up is the second red herring, which is the coach, the actual yeah. track coach. So the whole idea played is by that, Christopher George. Yes, and the whole idea is is that he's being somewhat blamed for pushing this girl to be a good track star, which I don't understand. I mean, the way he's, he actually, the dialogue's awful. Yeah. I mean, every, you know, everybody else isn't going to know that he talks to them like that, I guess. I don't know. He's all, well, I I don't know. I mean, he's pretty verbally abusive. And when that photographer comes in. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, he made it out like, oh, the town blames me for her death. Like that kind of a thing. Yeah. You're abusive. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. It's I mean, when that photographer like, comes in to... I don't know a coach who isn't abusive. I've always had coaches True. that were very like, oh, come on, you can do better, Maddox. Brr. 
Is that what really went there? They always Let's talk open like up about this. Yeah, do we need to talk about your feelings? We can talk about Niles' feelings. Okay. That's we another need podcast. To talk about coaches. <laughs> That's our Patreon podcast. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when that photographer comes in to like just shoot some generic action shots. Right. Like he's being verbally abusive to the student and the photographer's like, No, I think I got some extra like some decent shots. He's like, It's not good enough. Right. He was just so mad. But and and then yeah, that's obviously a whole red herring setup, like, oh shit, maybe it's he's the, the killer. Coach. And then that kind of leads up to the end, to be I honest. Mean, well, they that's, play that that's out. really the third, you know, the third victim is that gymnast chick, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. the one who is next on the list, even though she's not in track. She doesn't do the track. Yeah. Well, huh. no, well, she's she's if, part of the track team. She's part of the people that like yeah. huddled around so maybe her. Maybe she was like pole vaulter. Yeah, I Something. I don't know. She's, I don't remember seeing her run. You're right, but she was definitely there. Well, she definitely takes her pants off before she takes her shoes off. Yeah, that's also weird. Skirt. Which I had oh, to. Was a skirt. Yeah, I had to confirm with um, Rin if that's what girls do because I'm not a girl. The answer is no. Yeah. yeah unless, you unless you want someone to see you in your panties and your heels at once, which is known as the sexy. But <laughs> so um, you get the uplift. Is that the official right. term? You, you the need sexy? you need the uplifting of the butt. Like, However, oh damn! Uh, look at those calves. This, that can't be accomplished if you're not wearing the heels. I got, okay. Yeah. I get right. what's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was the sexy, sexy. sexy. <laughs> it was the sexy. She was in serious need of a pedicure. The like the bottom oh, of her yeah, face yeah. looked like she was still wearing. Are you socks. sure she was the dirty foot bitch? I thought that was something. no, that was her. <laughs> no, she had some nappy ass feet. But it was funny because uh, watching this movie, so we did a group watch, which is kind of unlikely, or not unlikely, but uncommon that we do before we record. And Niles is a fucking eagle eye with actors, and noticed that the principal. Was this fucking Ivan Drago's trainer from Rocky Four? And I'm like, no, come on. And he looked it up, and yeah, yeah, sure the, stero- the steroid dealer, yeah, <laughs> with computers. <laughs> with com- we have the technology; yeah. you can take these drugs. <laughs> but his, yeah. his training is state of art. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. That was good. I was hoping Thanks. you were doing that voice. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, I I honestly think this is. It's not a great slasher film. No. It doesn't necessarily yeah. deliver the gore goods, but there are some very goofy moments. Yes. Um, like, when we're talking about the kills, we got to talk about the football kill, which good. is like the worst fucking nerf football <laughs> that right. you could ever dream up. Well, let's, let's talk about the kills. The kills are all based around a long sword Sword. Well, yeah. if you're from the Wu-Tang. And... So that kind of because he switches weapons and when he's killing right. Linnea Quigley and the couple to like a broadsword, it's like, wait a minute, that's not a. <laughs> well, he's a knight. Well, well, as we later find out, who, what, yeah, like, in that dude's room. Well, man, fuck. we're not yeah. there yet. We're not yeah. there yet. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, get yeah. to that. It's taking longer than I thought. <laughs> well, also, there's another one. This is besides the broadsword. Is there's one guy who dies a really interesting way, and you kind of don't know what the hell happens on the track field. Oh yeah, yeah. You know when you just see this guy fall on a whole bunch of spikes. Yeah, so that was the pole vault. I like that. One. The pole vaulter. Oh, yeah. I think that was my favorite. He goes over, and all you hear is a scream, and it's just like, oh shit, what happened? And then 
cut right to the fucking spikes through. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. Land on the spike yeah. bed. That was a cool one. Yeah, and here's then- some interesting... There's some interesting kills. They're not necessarily gory, but the way, again, they are edited, I think they work. And then there's a fucking decapitation. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And it's done in slow Tell, tell about your favorite, though, the, fo- the football. The football. So <laughs> I love how it's like passed off as a normal football and the dude doesn't realize that inside this football is essentially the handle of a sword. So there's a sword sticking out of one side of the football. And like this dude's like, hey, man, give me my football back. And I guess he's just not noticing this big fucking metal blade (laughs) out of the other end. So then he's like, okay, and then throws its sword, you know, first, and it stabs the dude. Yeah, I want to talk about the engineering of this genius that made this inflated football with a sword through it. That's the other thing. Did Um, he just stick the sword? And there was exactly what it looked like he did. But there is no end. But it wasn't deflated or anything. What what if it was one of the spikes that he used for the? uh, So he basically un. Let's be honest. He unsewed. He unsewed? No, that's not a word. No, no. see, the blade was so sharp that it was uh, perfectly well, no. thick. There's oh, no, wow. there's no the, handle the on the other side. It's literally just football and a blade sticking out of it. Yeah, yeah. An inflated football. Yeah. Well inflated. Yeah. Engineering. He had an air pump. What don't you get? Had, I like how Jeremy's like. Yeah. He had what an don't an you air get? Pump. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and what, like what, what was the joke he said pump. about Nerf? Was that my, my well, lovely wife? I think no? you say it's nerf for nothing, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't whistle. Yeah, uh, I yeah, know. It, didn't like, it didn't have the whistling effect in uh, the tail. Did anyone else think of? Uh, oh shit! Um, God damn it! No, the Andy Sedaris. Um, Oh, hard um, ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, I, I was gonna say either Malibu Beach or hard ticket uh, with the, the frisbee high cops. Yeah, no, it, it's the same. I'm going to assume it's the same prop master. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know Ooh, how to I'll spice look that this up. up. Later, yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, this this movie is an okay slasher. It's a. I'll say this: I don't think it wouldn't be a good group watch. Watch it with a group of friends. Oh, have a few beers. <laughs> I thought you said it wouldn't be a good group. It, I don't think it wouldn't be a good. It wouldn't be a good oh, watch a, unless a great you have a group, group. watch. Have yeah. a few beers and hang out with your friends and watch this movie, which is what we did. Which is what we did, and then we recorded a podcast. <laughs> we tried friends? to record a podcast. Oh. Beans? 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 Are you saying bees? <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened last night? So there's there's this raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to tell no, this story no. real quick. Start over. At 5 o'clock this morning, okay. there was a raccoon. There's a raccoon that had crawled into, somehow has gotten into the vent in our house. I am not kidding. Oh, like really? the heating My duct vent. God. It's like Die Hard in our house. Yeah. And we're at the Germans. There, there's, <laughs> a, there's a raken in there. And yeah. it starts like running around. I'm assuming it's that or a possum, but I'm assuming it's a raken. And... Uh, the idea is, so Ren came up with the concept of taking <laughs> her phone. We didn't say anything to each other. I just look over at her. And she walks up to the fucking vent and blasts Cannibal Corpse to the did vent. Did you take a cue from me? <laughs> yes, I did. And it worked. Raccoons are scared of Cannibal Corpse. Good to know. Just to let you know. Good to know. 
So for all your raccoon needs, please call Ren Maddox, also known as Ren Cannibal Corpse Maddox. Or I was going to say, call George Corpse Grinder. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Corpse Grinder. Oh, Jesus. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think this movie's a fun group watch, and it should be group watched. I don't really see a lot of enjoyment watching yeah. it. The two people that watched it without us are Josh and Yana. It and was, uh, <laughs> it was yeah. Let's hear let's hear from Josh. Go I ahead. was just really only paying attention to the kill scenes. The rest of the movie is quite boring. Yeah, but if you watch it with a group, like because I watch we watched the last you watched like, like the last twenty minutes. We, or yeah, so. about the last half hour or so. Yeah, and I had a, a lot more fun watching it with you guys than I did at home. Yeah, so. I, I agree with that. I was actually really mad when I didn't read that correctly on Slack. <laughs> I, I honestly ignored it until we were halfway through the movie. I'm like, oh, shit. You should have just stopped it and been like, right. okay, we'll be there 45 minutes Well, later. we had, we're, you know, we're busy. Know. Oh, are you busy? Oh, oh, God. oh we, we had to tear up some shit today in the house. Yeah. But I will say that I had a lot of commentary on that movie there was last night more than him. He was totally ignoring my commentary, which sucked. You guys would have loved it. <laughs> it was I had gold. a lot First round, you were gold. <laughs> Are you saying that Josh isn't attentive to your needs as a woman? Oh, oh wow! Sometimes wow. no. Oh wow! <laughs> more important. Get so. find this out before you guys get married in a month. <laughs> we need to like, talk I mean, about premarital counseling. I, I will have this to say: like, it is a dumb, fun slasher. Yeah. Um, I thought the opening scene with all the quick cuts uh, looked pretty. Uh, it it's was different. Really impressive. Yeah. For this style yeah. movie, and, right. but uh, and that whole opening, I think the editing that they do definitely ramps up the anxiety of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I thought she was gonna get cut in half by that. It's something you that would have been really you really cool. right. don't see in slashers. Yeah. Right, there's a movie right. that with that many cuts in it. But unfortunately, well, we don't really see that that talent or I don't know again because this was. Slasher, yeah, slasher glut. So right. that first year, everybody's trying to make the money that Friday the Thirteenth had made in yeah. 1980. So you have like, um, you know, Happy Birthday to Me. Right. That's, uh, the, the director. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name off the top. Jay Lee Thompson. Yes. Yeah. You know the guy who did Guns of Never Own. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, and I will say, I think there are a lot better slashers that came out in 81 mm-hmm. oh for sure like absolutely but i feel the editing does help this stand out where yeah editing music i think those are the two standouts and then the kills themselves are interesting yeah I, i've i've seen a lot of worse slasher oh, films so that's absolutely. why i'm like okay it's not like it's that interesting but it actually makes sense it, the story made sense to me and some of the kills were interesting and the music's cool and it had enough of that like as you put it boring but in a group setting it's enough time to bullshit with your friends mm-hmm. and grab another beer or go to the bathroom or whatever you want to do it's kind of the perfect like party movie oh, I think yeah. I mean it was fun and you got some fun commentary going along when you're watching it too if someone pays attention oh yeah endless <laughs> burn now Josh are you okay she cold smoked your ass. Do you need some aloe for your burn? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want to break out the ending. Yeah, let's get into it. You know, well, you're we gonna didn't be even with we me. didn't even talk about felony. 
for a life starring as themselves. I thought you talked about it like four times already, but go mm-hmm. ahead. So the interesting thing about Felony is that it started with two brothers, uh, Jeffrey Spry and, uh, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Jeffrey Scott Spry and Joseph Anthony Spry. Now where this is interesting is that Jeff Spry had been the singer with um, Ron Ashton from Iggy and the Stooges. Yeah. And Dennis Machine Gun Thompson from an MC5. And they were in a short-lived supergroup in Los Angeles that played... I think they played a few times in K-Rock on on the K-Rock channel, which broke out a lot of rock acts. Uh, but they were called The New Order before oh, New Order came not out. Not to be confused uh, with... Right, right. Um, not to be confused with New Order. Um, preceding the English, it actually says on the Wikipedia, preceding the English New Wave group of the same name. But, um, you know, let's be honest, like, if editing is an MVP, I think Felony is an MP. Well, yeah. the disco song at the beginning is also pretty great. But, and I don't think that's Felony. I'd Absolutely to, not. I can't. Be. I'd have to look that up. So. But Felony is the band that's playing in the Rollercade. And <laughs> the song title. Gangsters of Rock. Doesn't sound like it would be a rockin' tune on paper, but I assure you, it is fucking amazing. <laughs> if you wanna, That's gonna be the killer track. If just FYI. If you're about to graduate high school and you go roller skating the night before and there's a rock band in the middle of the roller skating rink, it's uh, it's about as good as it gets right there. It's <laughs> felony. Can we be realistic and realize that uh maybe someone who is seventeen or eighteen years old probably would not watch because it's all oh, people in this demographic. Don't say that. Oh, why you couldn't be that? Why you gotta be ruining it? How old are you, guys? Okay, so Felony also went into the studio and emerged with the single "The Fanatic." Apparently, I forgot about this. That's in Valley Girl. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's like very influential on that movie, from what I remember. Um and then also had like modern English as I melt with you or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, what about the Plim Souls? Like really? Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about that. But uh, yeah, so it was just kind of interesting to kind of see you know where that all came by, and then I think they even um, apparently according to Wikipedia, their second single was 1983's The Pied Piper, like the the remake of that song yeah. from Christian huh. St. Peter's. Okay, old man talk. Here we go. Okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The fuck are you about. talking about? Oh, I gotcha. I know you've never heard... I know everything. Here, here's how I'll tie it into horror. Pied Piper is used very heavily on Jack Ketchum's The Lost. If you've never seen that movie, I, I would highly recommend checking it out. Lost? Ash Ketchum. The, the television show? No, The Pokemon? Lost. With the stepfather Ash in it? Ketchum? Okay. Terry cool. O'Quinn. Well, I'm glad this went off the rails. Yeah. Continue. Good night. Anyway, so yeah, that's Felony. And they're a fun band. They almost look like um, uh, Dennis Christopher from Fade the Black in the Vampire, <laughs> like the Dracula makeup. Rejected uh, gang from Warriors. Right, right. yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, gangsters. the gangsters. You don't know the felons? <laughs> yeah, but black makeup and gangster outfits. You don't know the Tommy guns? <laughs> it's a zoot suit riot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a rockin' tune, and actually I think it even plays on the Blu-ray menu, so uh, that's a highlight. But yeah, once we get to the end and we find out who the killer is, so spoiler if you want to watch this movie, 
the the fucking boyfriend to the girl that had the heart attack is obviously the killer after all those red herrings and um the whole reason why he's executing them one by one is he thinks that they were all part of her death. I thought it was going to be something a little more sinister and like the coach like gave her drugs. Like, right. Performing. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a, a cover up or something. Yeah. Like, like right, he was like right. sneaking some kind of drug into her, like her Gatorade to keep her. Uh, this moving. is 1981. Well, they Gatorade had drugs was back in then. 78. Right. Yeah were performance enhancing drugs as popular as they are now absolutely who knows do you yeah. think that girl was shooting shots into her butt I, it's not like that I, I mean, was gonna say he might have just given her what speed what about the uh, Bash Brothers special on Netflix oh <laughs> my gosh <laughs> I'm Mark <laughs> you know, we skipped past the music teacher, the second red herring. Oh, the uh, third red oh, herring. Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, got it. Yeah. Or Jerry Lewis. Sorry. Just the whole how he gets lured into the like boiler room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's no payoff, really. No, there is. Like, there's a lot of. Characters he hears drop. noises and is like, "Oh, I must go to the boiler room. That's where they yeah, are." Yeah, we go down two from. story, like two flights of stairs. And this is after the either. Hummer or the sexcapade he has with Leanna Quigley for a better grade or something. Yeah. I mean, this dude is like the Mac in the school. <laughs> like he's like playing piano. What's well, funny because for like, all the ladies, Vanna White and her friend uh, are just like, oh, why aren't you in show? But they are smitten, smitten by this guy, kittens, and he's wearing a blue. <laughs> yeah. He's zany. He's real silly. <laughs> yeah, basically, he is like the predecessor to um, Randy Quaid's character in Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it goes to the boiler room to investigate on these noises, and then like I guess these two fucking creepoids. Like recorded the yeah. sex capade, but then on did tape. they record that? Like, was it all a setup anyway? Right, right. We're like, oh, I, we don't give her the grade. no yeah, clue. It's funny, I it, actually don't know where that that storyline went. Could, yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Expected him to it, die, and it, it didn't went, happen. Yeah, it yeah. went nowhere. We were expecting that the sister drops out of the movie for a good solid twenty minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm like, yeah, that storyline actually didn't uh, connect right there. No, that was no. it. That was it, it for it's that just one. like, uh, oh shit! I we mean, told maybe- them all to go home, but we have Leanna Quigley. Let's do this bit with right. this uh, fucking Jerry Lewis dude. I mean, though, I didn't pay extra to go see the director's cut. I just, <laughs> oh wow, really? Really? Anyway, so yeah, back to the reveal. We find out that the boyfriend is actually pissed and thinks that everybody f- was against and or had a part in her death by pushing her to by be pushing her to be the best i don't know the best around. um <laughs> but <laughs> but uh he so that's why he's knocking them off one by one and then he reveals that they were going to get married today. Today on today. graduation day. Graduation day. God, it was so weird how he revealed it. But, right. Um. But yeah, and then there's this like. Also during this reveal, you think there's a couple of students that think Christopher George is the killer, mm-hmm. and then that bleeds through to the actual detective on scene. Right. Yeah. Who who sees Christopher George with a knife. That yeah. he just grabbed from the fucking psychopath. Right. And just, no questions asked, blows him away. Yeah. Yep. Like, shoots him 
so many times. Well, actually, I think like two Twice. or three. Twice. I mean, he deserved it. <laughs> he was abusive. Yes, it's fine. So uh, you will not shed any tears for that moment. But yeah, then well, the confrontation between the boyfriend and him is him, the boyfriend explaining his uh, stopwatch theory about the 30s. I don't know. They just needed to tie that in. No. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but yeah. whatever. But anyways, the boyfriend gets off. Because hey, right, because because the cops like ah, I shot the killer, right, right, and then the sister. Then he goes back home to grandma, who's vegged out on the TV. Yeah, she can't hear anything. And the sister pops back up. She's been missing forever. No, she was there. Oh, that's true. That's true. The graduation ceremony. Yeah. Which we didn't even really get a graduation ceremony. We got the after party, right? Yeah, they they (laughs) couldn't get in. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the sister goes back to the house to. I guess I don't know what she's really going back to the house for, except for she is looking for that book of pictures. So no, maybe she's going back for the trophy because she went oh, to that's the principal's right. office asking for the trophy. You paid attention to the ending. Oh, okay. And then she well, she saw it twice. That the boyfriend took it, and you know he says, "Oh, well, she said it's fine if I take it." So then she goes to the boyfriend's house, kind of thinking, "Oh shit, that makes something's sense. going on." Okay. And then, yeah, um, it's revealed that, you know, it's revealed to her that the boyfriend is the killer. Instead of going to anyone else and decides to confront the boyfriend well, over the trophy. She's not going to go to her stepdad. He's not helpful. I mean, he's. Pr- what about the well, It's Laura. Okay. Yeah. Laura Palmer? Laura's the sister who died in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But we find out that Laura is stored up in the attic. Oh. That the boyfriend like dug up too. It's his bedroom. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That his is bedroom. his lady love. Why He's would still he get with all the swords? But he was still getting married. Yeah. 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 Because it was you wedding be day. The first to kiss the, the bride? bride. Wouldn't she be the second? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, he would like you know. Do you think it would count yeah. if it's not kiss? <laughs> and that's how necromantic started. Anyway, <laughs> that's pretty greasy. So um, then here's where the editing doesn't show its marvels. The dead body of Laura is pushed out with the fucking boyfriend That's out the window. And you're so like, good. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a shocking moment, but it's just kind of funny and outrageous. But then like you think, oh, he fell to his death. Cool. Story's over. Nope. Then it cuts downstairs and he just walks through the door with. Excuse me. He fell out Excuse of like me. The second story of a house, so it's not like it's right on, I'm soft, sorry. on soft grass, <laughs> and literally just ignores the sister. Walks right past her with the bot, this dead body. Like, excuse me, just walks right in with it, yeah. and the sister just walks out like it was no big deal. Like he had no interest in killing her in the first place. Just skip that part. She skip it. Yeah. She wasn't part of the track team. No, I guess. <laughs> anyway, he was upset because she wouldn't kiss the dead corpse. You mean the bride? Of the, the sister. Bride. Yeah. Yeah. He was upset with the sister because he, don't you love your sister and her <laughs> bulgy fucking eyeballs? So then the, the fight actually continues at school for whatever yeah. reason. And uh, yeah, we're revealed. You know, all the dead bodies are revealed in kind of a under the bleachers. Yeah. Halloween all the evil happened. Sort of Friday the 13th fashion. And uh, yeah, then um the spikes that came from the pole vaulter come up to bite that dude in the ass because he gets pushed against said spikes, and that's what kills him. 
And then <laughs> the surprise ending. Yeah, talk about Which that. also doesn't have a... <laughs> it's, it's not really... It's not even happy. It's it not great. So, like, she's sleeping in her bed, the ne- like, that night. Bedtime. Who's moonlight. sleeping in her bed? The sister. Anne. Anne. <laughs> Anne. So Anne's sleeping in the bed. And the door bursts open. And she sees the boyfriend. He's still alive. And he's wielding a knife. And he's coming towards the bed. And then the light turns off. Turns on and it's just the shitty stepdad with a bottle. With a bottle. And his pants undone. Yeah. Yeah. So that goes back. Another editing trick, though. When his pants undone? No. The editing trick of, like, when the light turns on, it just magically flicks to him. Um, I mean, it's the Carrie ending. Yeah. You know, Friday the 13th did it. The Prowler did it the same year. It's that, like, last shock. Ah, ah, ah. Just kidding. It's just your stepdad yeah. in your bedroom. It's just your shitty stepdad. Yeah, yeah. He's he, not in here to hurt you. I called you a bitch earlier. Though, yeah, it's a drunk man walking into Well, a and then the mom, doesn't she say, like, oh, don't worry about him or yeah. don't just, mind him? You need to forgive him. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> fucking shitty. He's been through around. a lot. That's what she has the fucking nerve to say. Not that the sister just fought off a goddamn killer. Right. Oh man! That's so that's movie. graduation day available yeah. on Amazon Prime for streaming and uh, release through Vinegar wow, Syndrome. He's right? ready to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's available on Vinegar Syndrome. So yeah, if you're day. you're hanging on a Friday with the buds, uh, pop pop a few buds and uh, watch this film. <laughs> Whoa, or beers. Buds are beers. Bud. 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 The chat. Okay. <laughs> Well, that was a that was an episode, guys. We would highly recommend if this is your first episode, listen to another one. Patrick, <laughs> where can people find yeah. you? Twitter at Max Rebo Rules, Instagram at Patagon Skywalker. What is this? Also, <laughs> hey, you know what? While we're at it, watch just add me on Facebook. I'm putting it out there. I like I like new friends. Why not? <laughs> Jesus Christ Josh You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd At Joshinator1989 You can find me on Instagram As Rinstelgram That's R-I-N-N-S-T-L-G-R-A-M And also to whoever took my signs From Late Night Grindhouse I will find you (laughs) And I will cry in front of you Because I spent a long time on those And I will kill you and if you wanted to bring them back next Grindhouse and just put them on the table the next time yeah, I'm no in the questions theater and asked. not by the table, um, I'll just be happy and I won't come and find you and cry. No questions asked. I'll ask some questions. All right. You <laughs> can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at LunaMarie87, on Instagram at NerdyCollectorLuna, or you can check out my Japanese music podcast at ongaku to you. O-N-G-A-K-U-T-O-Y-O-U. We also have a website with that. <laughs> and we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm sorry, I totally blipped. We have a website, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. What are you pitching here, lady? <laughs> what does that have to do with the fucking like, horror uh, We have Destroy uh, the Brain. I have a website for yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I meant I, not we. I'm so sorry. What are you talking about? Uh, I am on Twitter at jbonesy, where I don't really do much of anything. And cool. I finally got an Instagram. 
No. Add Jones versus Life. No way. He says some Until funny it things. It was Jones versus movies for a long time. Well, that was an idea yeah. I had. And yeah, I was like, I'm time. mainly talking about alcohol. <laughs> uh, so I was like, maybe I should change this. It's good to ba- have you back on, bud. Jay Boozy. I'm, I'm good miss, to be back. I missed oh, you. Jay Boozy. That's a good one. That's a good mm-hmm. one. It's like Lil Weezy. Jay Boozy, baby. Uh, for, for the record, your, your tweets are good. What's tweet? Just, just want to let you know. What the fuck well, is a thank tweet? you. Thank you, Patrick. I, I pay attention to your tweets. I do too. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, yeah, we'll get into that. But you can find me, Niles Maddox, on Facebook now. I actually joined the Facebook again just because I'm tired of getting shit. Um, but also find me on Instagram, Letterbox at Niles Maddox, N I L E S M A T T O X twenty two. But he doesn't tweet. No, he's not going to get on there. That's for fifty year olds. Like me, you can find me on Treefy at uh, all the social medias, T-R-I-E-F-Y, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that bullshit. All right. And you can find us as a collective on Twitter and Instagram at Destroy the Brain. Again, Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain or Facebook.com slash groups slash We Need to Talk About Horror for this group, uh, for this podcast. So for this episode, you can tell us how horrible it is. <laughs> Oh boy! Next events uh, is October 11th and 12th. Late Night Greenhouse is proud to present Toby Hooper's The Fun House. So Ooh. yeah, what's well, happening exciting. on the 18th? The 18th is yeah. Horror Trivia Night. Uh-huh. That's a Friday night. We Ooh. listened to some demands because everybody complained about it being on a Thursday night. But unfortunately, uh, well, it's not, not unfortunately. It has nothing to do I'm with trying to be apologetic. No, right, you should no, no, stop no that fuck shit. that. Okay, here's the thing. For everybody who complained about it being on a Thursday, not a Friday, this is your time to show up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are charging $10 per team, not per person, per team. You can have up to five instead of up to four, which is our limitation before. Uh, so up to five people per team. So if you cap it out, you get $2 per person out of you. Plus, every player will get a free Destroy the Brain koozie to keep them beers cold. Yeah. Yeah. And we will have Woo-hoo. beer specials from our friends at Urban Chestnut, who are sponsoring. Yep. Yeah. And prizes from the Nightmare Shop and uh, maybe prizes from other people. So it will be a good time. Our October shows are always fun because everybody's in the mood for it. So that's why we're doing it on uh, Friday as well. We figured that's uh, when everybody's down for it. Killer track. Son of a- Felony. <laughs> you did it. That's <laughs> cool. Gangsters of Rock. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
That's what you think. I'm going to. I'm serious. Maybe if you're lucky. Oh, yeah. I get it.